Come and get some. Yes, indeedy. From the crime capital of the world, it's us. Russell and Medhurst right here on the Team 980. Spanking good morning to you. Sucks for the person on the sidewalk right out in front of our building, literally right behind Rooster. Your car's been broken into. You've got a window all over the highway out there. Sorry. Nothing you can do about it now. Call your insurance company. Hope you didn't get anything important stolen out of there. Good morning, Chris. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm trying to find the car that you're talking it's about. It's literally right behind you. You can't uh, miss it. I'm I'm so over being down here. Yeah. I I am. I'm so over it. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we're stuck here for a long time too. Yeah. Um. So if you got if you got like nine to ten million dollars, you want to buy us out of our lease, so we can go somewhere else. <laughs> Um, I'm all in. Uh, I'd be happy to su- present your uh, offer. What, 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 to what if I said uh, we could go to uh, Midlothian, anywhere, Virginia? Anywhere. Pete would. Pete would anywhere. Commute, Look, I told you. Pete I, would I'd go commute anywhere. in three hours to go to Midlothian, Virginia, to avoid coming to Southeast. I would go back to where we were in Fairfax. It, well, it, it's the same amount yeah. of time, and we had free parking. There. Yeah, but if I said Midlothian, Virginia, that would not be good. That's uh, down near the Richmond area. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fine. I'm all in. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> if, that, if that's where I had to go, I'd be more than happy to do that. Pete I would just... start his morning commute at, at, at 5.30 in the morning and, and still be doing Pete on traffic at, at right. 8.35. Plenty, plenty of Wawa's and sheets between my house there and there. There is. So, Indeed. Um, plenty... uh, hope, had, hope everybody had a good weekend, obviously. Yeah. Uh, please be I, – I mean, listen – uh, people, uh, you know, you're talking about broken glass. There's other stuff going on. Uh, I mean, Southeast D.C., where again we are, has become uh, unfortunately very much a a hot it's pot. Everywhere. I mean, uh, it's everywhere. But but right, it's. It, I was listening to the news yesterday afternoon as I was bumping around. They were like, "Oh, three individual murders in D.C. yesterday," and I'm like, "Hmm." Yeah. You know, and I mean, you just have so much to worry about. Just stay out of trouble. Uh, do the right thing. Uh, don't cut people off constantly because you uh, think uh, that you're the only person on the road and that uh, you're running uh, at Daytona. Leave that to the professionals, please. Uh, and um, stay out of my way, by the way. Speaking um, of the professionals, it was great to have them back out on the yeah. track in L.A. in front of a half-filled L.A. Coliseum uh, last night. Also, So, in other words, like a USC game. Uh, but that's going to get better, though, with Caleb Williams coming back uh, for another season. They're going to be one of the tops, uh, top choices in college football next year, so they should have a lot of people uh, out there for those games. Over the weekend, Washington uh, – let, let's start NBA because, obviously, there's plenty of news, both locally and, uh, obviously, with the Kyrie trade. First, let's start locally. Washington fan base just eviscerating the Wizards uh, over the weekend because of the losses to Portland and to Brooklyn – Brooklyn with no Kyrie, obviously, because uh, he had made a trade demand, so they held him out. KD is still hurt and recovering. Cam Thomas goes for 900 points uh, in that game against Washington. They come back from a 23-point deficit and beat the Wizards the other night. Wizards defense, obviously, they lost Kuzma in the middle of the game. Bradley wasn't playing anyway. He was in street clothes. Porzingis fouls out. With, with about three, three and a half minutes, minutes to here. go. Yeah, and that – so, I mean, you know, Monte Morris tried – uh, with a couple of big buckets down the stretch. But here they, they in all right likelihood, should have been at the 500 mark. Should have been 26-26. and 26. Now host a Cleveland team uh, coming up tonight, 33-22, and 22, with Donovan Mitchell and the trade deadline four days away. And if you're, 
you know, I'm I'm sure Tommy Shepard's phone is ringing to at least gauge Kuzma, probably Porzingis, maybe even Amante Morris for a team that's looking for help uh, at the at the lead guard Will, spot. Will Barton, who hasn't worked out. Yeah, that's a strange about. one to me. But, I mean, again, you know, Jordan Goodwin gets in the other night, gets a couple of buckets, should be – I mean, the guy should have been on this roster yeah. the entire time because he plays hard as hell. People have been screaming about Kendrick Nunn playing instead of him and why – I'm not even sure. But Look, I'm not I even – I don't know what the rules are. I'll be honest are, with but... you. I'll be, I, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Nunn – you know, the other, the other night, the thing that got me, the other night, Kispert had been on a bench and – you know, Washington calls a timeout. Wes calls a play for him. It's a one pass right off the inbound, right to Kispert, uh, who tries a three from slightly left of the key. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, even Wes has started to get a lot of the uh, angst from Washington fans uh, as of right now. I mean, you know, I know you can't take timeouts home with you. If a team has got a major run going against you, hell, call all of them. Do something to stop the Cam Thomas momentum uh, because it didn't matter. Even when DeLon Wright was on him the other night, DeLon's the best on-ball defender Washington has. Mm -hmm. You know, Thomas gets up, gets a shot over him uh, late in the game. So do double-team him. Run a double at him. Make somebody else in a Brooklyn uniform beat you. Especially without Durant and Irving, uh, obviously, in the lineup. And then Kyrie was traded yesterday. We'll get to that. The Wizards... Uh, led by 23 points at one point Saturday night. And 25 and, on Friday against Portland. Uh, was it twenty? Was it as much as 25? They were both I, I know team, it was 20. They were both. They blew up both. Both nights they blew a 20-point right, lead. This is, uh, according to ESPN Stats and Info, the Wizards led by 23 versus the Nets on Saturday night. 20 versus the Blazers on Friday night. I, I'm with you. I thought it was slightly higher than 20. But Either way. They're saying 20. They lost both games. Ready for the number? Oh, they, I've seen it. Oh, okay. So you know this. You can read it to the people, though. They are the first team over the last 25 seasons to lose when leading by 20-plus points on consecutive days. Yeah. Think and, about that. Yep. Now, I mean, again, it takes a lot to be up by 20 in the NBA, right? I mean, no, um, a lot might be a stretch. It, it it takes some really good play to get a 20-plus point lead. It takes equally horrific play by you on both offense and defense and as well great play by the opponent to blow subsequent 20-point-plus leads. Now, I, I will say this. Saturday night, um, I mean, you could almost, like, sa- Saturday night, you could almost feel it because of what happened Friday night. You knew when Cam Thomas what, couldn't be stopped and couldn't miss a shot that Brooklyn was coming back to win right. the game. You but, knew it. But also because there was no Beal, again, foot soreness. Coos goes out after 11 minutes. So he didn't even play half the game, 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he's going to play tonight? He's out. Already been ruled oh, out. Oh, he's already yeah. already been ruled I didn't see yeah. that. Okay, so, I mean, they have zero. He's out. Anthony Gill's out for COVID-19 protocols, and Beal uh, still listed as day-to-day. Okay. He's questionable for tonight's game. I mean, hard to see them having a great chance of winning tonight against Cleveland. 
I mean, yeah, Cleveland's keep... really good. Um, so you kind of knew, or at least you felt it. Like I, I was driving. I was at the gym. I was uh, driving around Saturday night listening to Dave. The game was over on the fan. Uh, because we had Maryland basketball, and boy, did they just trounce uh, Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. But, you know, you could hear, like, the angst in his voice as, as Brooklyn it. was starting to chip away, chip yeah. away. And then before you know it, it was a tied game, and then Brooklyn takes the lead, and then there's that controversial goaltending, non-goaltending, which ultimately they called the goaltend. Yeah. I mean, that play was as close as you Jason Goble made ever two, well, first get. of all, Jason Goble made two of the worst calls I've ever seen uh, in an NBA game from way out of his area. The one he called on Monte Morris. Who's Jason Goble? The one referee. Of the yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I have no idea. Who he, that is. He's at half court. Okay. Uh-huh. Plays coming right at the lead official underneath the basket, and that official calls nothing. And Goble calls this offensive foul oh, on from Morris. Behind, yeah. He was, I mean, Goble might as well have been in Manhattan when he made the call. He was so far away. And that, that took away an opportunity for Washington. And then at the other end, that play right there, if you're going to call that, first of all, he calls a foul on Denny. If you're calling that foul on Denny, then you need to be calling the other 60 times during the game where a guy's breathing on someone. Mm -hmm. And that was a, I mean, look, Gafford, first of all, any remote contact there by Denny was so far way before the shot uh, even went up in the air. I mean, that's not even close to continuation. So the Gafford goaltending is butchered on top of it. They send it to Secaucus about the goaltending, but the foul by Goble in the first place is BS. I mean, it's it's garbage. I mean, I, again, I mean, watching these games when it, I mean, the, there's no question in my mind that there is a entertainment element to the NBA. I'm all I, I'm I'm not naive enough to to not understand that. But my gosh, at sometimes these officials make it look like it's WWE. You know, Jason Goble uh, looked like Tim Donahue late in the game. I mean, his animation and overselling of the Monte Morris call that he calls from 40 feet away is just absurd. Just absurd. And, and, and that, doesn't, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't get the Wizards off the hook, um, you know, for losing the game in the first place because you shouldn't lose that game. It's not like KD shot Brooklyn back in the game, right? You know, with eight threes or something right. like that. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, you lo- now you didn't have Beal and Kuzma uh, again. Kuzma played a lot, but they yeah. didn't have Kyrie and KD. But you're up twenty three. Yeah, I, I know, and you still had Porzingis. You still had people that are supposed to be able to play. Pete, they're down in the NBA. They're down two, and Monte Morris misses two free throws. With, Understood. I, I mean, with like thirty seconds left, something like that. I, I, just inexcusable. Uh, like, and then Gafford I, obviously yeah. had the opportunity late. He yeah. misses both of his. I mean, just but. In, inexcusable. I like, uh, and so here's the problem. Like we say, oh, see now the Wizards. W- we knew they would get exposed when they played good teams. Yes, that is true. I wouldn't necessarily consider Brooklyn without in that game Durant and oh, definitely Kyrie. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's not team, the same roster. But Portland, good team. Okay, fine. They were up by 20 plus. It's not like they were outclassed. They are just not against 
the better teams, let's put it that way, against the better teams, they are there, they show up, they play hard, they play what? good they'll basketball, play, play hard and then tonight. they collapse. They'll play hard tonight against Cleveland. I don't doubt that. Right. I don't doubt that. that they'll be competitive in this game uh, coming up tonight. But, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard to watch the same movie over and over again. I mean, for those of us that have stuck by this franchise since we were kids, man, that actually, we, I, I was alive. I was there. I, I saw 78, as the great late Abe Poland would say. We were once really good in 78. Yeah, we were, Abe. Yes, we were. We'd like to be good again. Love this franchise. Love it dearly. Love basketball. Fans here in D.C. love basketball. That's why their level of passion is what it is right now, being disgruntled for the performance of the team. This is a team that should have been back at 500 uh, right now. It would have them competing for, you know, six and seven uh, in the East right now. Certainly, you know, challenging the Heat in the loss column for the top of the division. They'd be a game back. But instead, they're sitting there at 24 and 28. And the good thing is the teams behind them all suck. Okay? Indiana was a Cinderella the first two months of the season. They finally realized who they are. They have gone in the tank right now. They are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They have gone completely in the tank. So Indiana's not gaining. Toronto's not gaining. Orlando's not gaining. And the Hornets and Pistons are so far away it doesn't matter. So Washington's going to end up in the 7-10 to 10 area unless they trade everybody on the club right, uh, right now and decide, oh, wait a minute, we want to go back there with them, which we know Ted doesn't want to do. Ted, Ted, Ted is not into tanking. That's just he wants to make sure there's a competent product every night you come into his building, which is an admirable thing. But the people that you're investing in have to give you that consistency and performance right now. That's eluded this franchise. That, that's eluded. That's eluding them right now. Every time it seems like you know, we talked about this last week. They had a five-game winning streak at the end of December and early January. And then all of a sudden they lost, I think, three or four in a row mm-hmm. and ruined that kind of momentum. And then they get back off the mat and they win. Now they had won two in a row going into the Rui trade and the five game losing uh the five game road trip road trip, but they win a game in Dallas that nobody thinks they're gonna win. Certainly not I. They win a game there, and then they have a terrible first half against a brutal Houston team and then get up off the mat Undertaker style and win that game and then go and beat New Orleans without Zion but as you pointed out CJ McCollum so on and so forth and then they you know smoke um uh San Antonio and and then get the game canceled against Detroit and it's like every time you think they're they're about to gain that consistency that level of play that they clearly believe they have and that the, the talent on paper would tell you that they have. It's not like this team, when you look at it, honestly, and maybe I'm underestimating it. I mean, certainly they're not Milwaukee. Certainly they're not Denver. Certainly they're not, you know, what some of the great teams have been. But when you look at them, and you just mentioned what is behind them in the Eastern Conference, even when you look at them, the teams that are ahead of them, you're like, Okay, I mean, clearly Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Boston, those teams are better. But it's not like they're it's not like they're outclassed. It's not like they're in a different league. Yet, putting it all together and finding a way to be consistent 
the hell with 48 minutes. Finding a way to be consistent for, I don't know, 40 or 42 minutes seems to elude them all too often. And where it seems to elude them, and this is weird, right? West came here with an outstanding reputation of being a defensive guru, a defensive wizard. That's what he, you know, that's what the book on him was. That's what Denver did really well. And yet they can't consistently play defense. It's not like it's never there. It's not like they have it's it's not like they give no effort a la the way it used to be mm-hmm. when Scott Brooks, you know, I, I mean and I we, oh, we Scott was an offensive guy. Right, right. but but I mean they did not play defense no, very it, well under that's Scott a Brooks. Fair, that's a fair, you know. Here under West, it's there at times. It's there at times. We've seen it. But you know what though? We saw it on the last look, road trip, Pete, here. but they just the other night. I look at like it this you way. said Cam Thomas. I mean, it might as well have been Cam Newton in his prime running out there. Here here's the stupid thing. There's a roster that's got a guy making $47 million, $44 million, and $37 million. And you know what? They're four games under five hundred, just like the Wizards are. And, and that is sometimes what the puzzling thing about the NBA uh, is hard to figure. Now, obviously, Bradley's making 43 and Porzingis is making 33 here. But, you know, I mean... You look at the rosters. Who whose roster would you rather have? The Wizards or the Lakers? Obviously, LeBron, AD. Right. You know, you're thinking, but AD is kind of like Beal. He's yeah. never. He's not available. He's I mean, around. Bradley's only been able to play 31 of 52 games right. this year. So that's that's frustrating there because you don't have your best guys. And for those that want to kill Tommy, you know, Tommy put this team together thinking he would have Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis together, right. and unfortunately. That hasn't happened a ton. Said over the summer, them. if they had seventy out of eighty, what are they, eighty-two regular season yeah. games, right? If if each one of them played seventy games, he'll play sixty at this point, right? But right now, Porzingis and, and Kuzma are on track to play seventy plus. All right, Kuz has only missed before. I mean, I think he only missed one game. And then obviously much of Saturday night, and and and, yeah. and he'll I mean, miss tonight. Just, that's the, I mean, that's, Porzingis missed three games, and he was listed as week to week. Yeah, with a sprained ankle, and he came back and he was dominant last week. Yeah, and, play, and he's and been he's, and he was great over the weekend. He's great on Saturday night. Uh, that I mean, game. he was great Friday night as well. Yeah, he was or carry, good Friday night. Right, he was carrying them. Yeah. I mean, but look, I mean, at some point, at some point, we got to decide whether Corey Kispert can play or not. Um, I, I don't have any problem if you want to give Goodwin and none. You know some of his minutes right now because Corey, unfortunately, very uh, inconsistent yeah. in terms of shooting the basketball. And we knew defense point. wasn't going to be his forte. No. Uh, no, you were hoping that he could certainly improve, get better, what have you. I mean, I look at but a guy, he was drafted in the middle yeah, of the first I mean, round to shoot. And I look at how I look at how much improvement there's been in Daniel Gafford's game. So you give this staff credit; they've really enhanced Daniel Gafford's uh, production ability. I think Denny is better. Um, I, I think there, and you know, obviously with Rui leaving, it's allowed him to play more minutes, maybe even play uh, more comfortably. But the issue is your last couple of draft picks, pick, based on where they were picked, are not giving you the kind of production that you should be getting from those players. One guy doesn't even exist on the roster. The other guy is up and down. Corey Kispert gives you some games where he hits three or four threes, and then. Uh, goes three or four games where he can't hit a three. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunately the consistency that you got to have when you play in this league every night. If you don't bring that kind of consistency, man, somebody else has got to play. Yeah, and, and that's 
that that's that's part of the issue right now that uh, too many of the role players on this team are still searching for. The frustrating thing the other night was whatever the adjustments were outside of saying, hey, DeLon, go rescue us against Cam Thomas, you just didn't see that the other night. They didn't do anything to change the look for Cam Thomas to try and disrupt his rhythm. He never lost that rhythm in the second half, and he basically outshot Washington to bring Brooklyn back uh, in that contest. Frustrating indeed, and your reactions on social media over the last uh, three days have been pretty evident out there. The passion is there for this team, and that's the thing. I don't think Ted ever has to doubt whether there's passion for the product here in D.C., but the frustration level over the inconsistency of the product unfortunately continues um, you know, to rear itself uh, as it did over the weekend. Tons of momentum. They had a freight train of momentum going. Should have been at the 500 mark, ready for a big Eastern Conference clash with Cleveland tonight. And now they're going to have to go into this game, certainly without Kyle Kuzma already ruled out for this one tonight. Your reactions to that 301-230-0980 to their performance over the weekend. And, of course, the big news in the NBA ahead of the trade deadline. We'll examine that next and take your calls at 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're off and rolling. It's a Monday morning right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. I'd be content to just have Marvin Gaye's recording of his national anthem from the All-Star game of the NBA just be the official national anthem of every sporting event. We could do that. It would be just fine. Love to have him, you know. You got to bring some loving here to today. Me. That's exactly right. 301-230-0980. You got to bring some loving if you're the Wizards right mm. now. You've lost two in a row in frustrating fashion. You have no Kuzma tonight. You go up against Cleveland, uh, who's 33-22. and 22. Karis LeVert is day-to-day for them. Otherwise, they are good coming into this game, uh, coming up tonight. So all of a sudden, you're you, after winning, having a great winning streak, winning on the road, which is so tough in the NBA, and now all of a sudden you're staring at potentially three losses in a row after that. So you're giving back a lot of that equity uh, that you just put together. Uh, if you're the Wizards uh, going into this game tonight. And, you know, quite frankly, it, it at some point, the limits of frustration have to wear out. The amazing thing about this team is people still, and I know it's their love overall for the NBA product as much as it is the Wizards individually, people still show up in the building uh, for games. Like, there's going to be a collective a collective group at the game tonight. Some of them are probably rooting for Donovan Mitchell because the NBA is a personality-oriented league. We root for players you think as much as we Washington do teams. that go to tonight's game are just like, hey, I really like Donovan Mitchell? I think there are some, really? yes. Hmm. No doubt. Not as, not, it's not going to be like Steph Curry level, right, right, LeBron right. James level or anything like right. that, but – you're going to have some people that when Cleveland scores, there's going to be right. cheers for the Cavaliers, especially if it's Donovan Mitchell. Over under 10 Donovan Mitchell jerseys 
in the house tonight? Well, I mean, it's a New Jersey and Cleveland, yeah. so I don't know if necessarily know if there'll be a ton, but there'll be a few. There'll hmm. definitely be a few. So I and play the under. I'd play the under, but here's the here's the other thing too, though, and and this really now this is where the focus is over the next four days. Does Tommy buy sell? He's going to make the playoffs. He's yep. going to be the ten seed. He's going to be the ten seed at minimum by default. Okay, but does he does he move Kuzma because you could still get something for him? A lot of the analytics, ironically, around Kuzma are not as as not as friendly as the eye test is with mm-hmm. Kyle for mm-hmm. what that's worth. If a team is uh, heavy analytics based, they're not giving up a ton for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. If a team is heavy eye test based, and you want a guy that's going to play hard as heck every night, yeah, he's going to take some. He's going to take a couple of bad shots here and there. You know, when he's going well, he's going to. You know, there's a couple of heat checks per quarter with Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee he's going to sign with you long term. So do you if you get the right package? In other words, yesterday, you know, Kyrie Irving goes to Dallas instead of the Lakers because Dallas offered a better package. Mm-hmm. Dallas, in addition to picks, offered Dinwiddie and, you know, Dorian Finney Smith. And I actually think it's a good deal for Brooklyn, to be honest with you. Even I do, though, too. Even though the picks don't come into play until like 27 and 29. It, it doesn't mean, matter. Brooklyn is clearly a better team off the court today than they were yesterday or Saturday or Friday. Mm-hmm. If you say, I mean, I understand why you say that, but go ahead. They are, they might not be as individually dynamic but I will say this. I mean, Dinwiddie obviously has a history with Brooklyn. He came here from Brooklyn, had some success there before the knee. Likes it there. Likes it really there. Happy comfortable about going there, back all there. that. But Dorian Finney-Smith can do some things for you. He can – He he's versatile. I mean, Dallas, I think, is going to miss him a little bit in terms of his versatility and what he can do uh, in a couple of different ways for you. I'm not saying he's a great player. He's you know a role-ish type player. But let me let let me let me just say this. When we found out over the weekend that Kyrie Irving was available or wanted out, you know, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh God, no! There's there's no way the Wizards do it, Tommy. Would, would, there, there's no way the Wizards call Mark would do Cuban that. right now. So there's we can no get way him. the Wizards would do that. Please tell me that the Wizards wouldn't do that because I, as you know, I can't stand Kyrie Irving. I think he's an absolute loser. Um, I mean, he's not a loser in terms of like he's never won a championship, but he's a loser of a of an individual. He's a wow. selfish me first, wow. just absolute pain in the ass. I would never, ever in a million years, ever in a million years, were you want a waiter at some point he's, at a restaurant? Kyrie was eating and he didn't tip you. He is a horrible person to deal with. Wow, he is just an absolute. Did, did, did Kyrie only to tip you five percent? It has. I have no. I have no personal connection at all. Were you serving? Ne- were you he's serving never been on a favorite outback? team of mine. No, he Kyrie is. Ate and didn't I, the I know tip. you. You think this? I, I mean, you think I'm too hard on guys? I think you're too soft on guys. Kyrie Irving is an absolute living, walking, breathing pain in the ass. That's what he is. Now, he's a great player. He's a great individual player. He's not a great team player. He's not a great team player. The only guy he's basically listened to and 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 uh, adhered with was LeBron James, and there was problems there. 
right? I mean, so the, maybe Lakers, he would have been better off in Los Angeles with AD and LeBron James, and presumably Russell Westbrook would have been part of that package. But if I'm if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'd rather have Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and the combination of picks and Russell Westbrook and whatever else the Lakers could put together. I, I mean, I think it's uh, I I think this is a Listen, Kyrie wins here because he gets out of Brooklyn, which is a guess what he won. Mm-hmm. Even though he's the one that kind of orchestrated him and KD sort of going to, or however that worked, right? I mean, he was certainly in cahoots with him and KD going to Brooklyn and then getting James Harden, and that worked spectacularly. <clears throat> and then everything that they've that, – like, I feel bad in a way for Brooklyn – that I shouldn't because they should have known after his reputation in Cleveland and Boston, but I don't think his reputation was anywhere near as bad in Cleveland and Boston as it became in Brooklyn. He has been a nightmare, a nightmare for that organization to deal with in every way. He has been an absolute turd, an absolute just pile of dog poop to deal with. I'm sorry. Yes, he, he has. I don't. I, you know, people were yelling at me on Twitter uh, over the weekend. Go figure, because I had some. You know, Mister. Uh, what do I call Mister Miserable? And somebody said, uh, 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 "You're Mister Miserable when talking about the the Commanders." Uh, shut up. Okay. Do people in Washington talk like that. You sound like Mitch from New Jersey. Wow, <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> What about I'm just saying, Mitch you sounded shrapnel. like you sounded like a guy. We're making a comment about the Commanders from New York or New Jersey. That's Mitch in New Jersey. I, I just, you know, I mean, you know how I react to these. Dope, Here's the other. Right, that, I think that this is the bigger the question. And now this is going to be the you, microscope. You like Kyrie Irving? I like Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. Okay. All I all I ask from Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, is if I buy tickets to go watch you play, do you play? Do you give me a good product when I come to watch the game? The answer is yes. Nine times out of ten, yes, absolutely. Okay, but okay. but but that's not what I'm asking. But I don't. But as but a here's fan, the thing. that's easy for you to that, say. But, as a team, but we what don't do you say? look. We don't associate. We don't associate with him on a personal basis. We we observe him playing basketball. We watch him play basketball. If I pay a hundred dollars to come watch him play, I feel like I get the best of Kyrie Irving every night he comes out there. To play basketball. Okay, but but again, I, I would agree with you on that. But what if you're a team that now has acquired him, Dallas, Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. to go with Luka? Many factors have gone into why that thing didn't work in Brooklyn, okay? Kevin's untimely injuries have hurt them sure. without question. Do you think um, that made Kyrie Harden, Irving? Harden's, uh, you know, when Harden was there, again, he wasn't in the best of basketball shape. No. To be polite about it. Right. That hurt their effectiveness uh, with that team. And thus, when you've invested that kind of money in three players, just like the Lakers, Lakers going through the same thing. Lake, I just gave you, the Lakers have a guy, Russ is making 47, LeBron making 44, and AD's making 37. You have so many, you have so many resources wrapped up in those three guys, you can't get the, the role players necessary to even complement those guys Right now, and as good a coaching job as Jock Vaughn has done in Brooklyn since he got the nod uh, taking over for Steve Nash, he hasn't had a full cupboard of players either. And but, that's where, but how that's many where teams I have, have 
you, you know, I mean, we sit here and say, well, this this is the reason why it didn't work out in Brooklyn. Look, Dallas's highest price guy is there just about every night. I mean, okay, yeah, Luke Luke has been a little bit banged up this I year, mean, right? And B uh, is, uh, you know, out from time to right? time. I mean, we but just talked about AD. In, the same in thing Los here. Angeles. I mean, LeBron the same plays thing every here. Night. Washington's most talented and highest paid guy has not been available for 20 games this year. Right. Okay? And and the the piling on of Wes Unsell Jr., which I was I was against for a lot of the time because he hasn't had his full complement of players uh up until recently. You know, you've got to there are still things you can do with the roster you have when you have a big lead. Um, to try and quell momentum of another team. And they that seemingly eludes them right now at critical times in games. And that's where I do, you know, I do finally start to buy in on some of the criticism of the coaching staff. You still have to find a way to close that game out Friday night and Saturday night. Um, when when you have that type of a lead, you got to be able to close that game out. Try something different. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But even don't leave the other night. You know, Thomas was so hot that as good as DeLon Wright is as an on-ball defender, you know, even the other night you couldn't leave him out there on the island with that. If somebody else makes a shot, fine. Uh, no problem. You know, if, Nick's, if Nick Claxton makes a shot over Gafford, great. Okay? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, if I get beat by Nick Claxton... That's one thing. I can't get beat by a guy that's thrown the ball in the basket like 15 times in a row for Brooklyn the other night without some sort of double-team adjustment. Get the ball out of his hands. If somebody else makes a shot for them, I know Sumner had a good game as well and was making some shots, but it was strictly the Cam Thomas show in the fourth quarter. It was strictly the Cam Thomas show. Get the ball out of his hands. So, speaking of getting the ball out of his hands... Kyrie goes to Dallas, where Luca is clearly the ball dominant guy. Right. Well, let me let me ask you this before you make that mm-hmm. final point: Would Brooklyn have won that game if Kyrie Irving was in the lineup Saturday night? And I mean, and I'm just asking you to yeah, because they probably wouldn't have been down twenty in the first place. Okay, I mean, just just my yeah. opinion. They would have been down twenty in the first place. Uh, and if you lose that way, that's one thing. You, if you lose with Kyrie playing, See, I think they won because in spite of Kyrie. Because they knew he was gone, they knew he's a malcontent. Those guys in that locker room don't care, Chris. Yeah, well, those guys in the locker room don't care. They they're going to paycheck too. He's a bad guy. They're just happy to. They're happy to. He's get, a bad guy. I hope it all. I just. You know, I feel bad for Luca. He lives on the second floor. He lives on the second floor. But I, I will say this: maybe it'll work out better than I think it well, will. But here's the thing: but though. I, I hope all this right. terribly blows up for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, here's the thing. Mark Cuban is, uh, when teams have been in peril, Mark Cuban has seemingly been the trial balloon for them um, at times, including helping Washington uh, in one trade where we didn't think a salary could be moved in the past. Ah, the ill-fated contract of Thomas Bertans. But here's, here's here's the situation. Basketball, is there enough basketballs with Luka and Kyrie? Because both are ball-dominant guys. Now, the the contrast is Luca comes Luca comes in and now actually has help where he doesn't have right. to be ball dominant right. every time. But the coexistence of those two guys who are used to constantly having the ball uh, in his hands. Think about now 
if you double Luka, you know, Kyrie's singled up on somebody. And in theory, that's a huge matchup advantage now yeah. for Dallas. And it's going to be a nightmare for your boy when Dallas somehow finds a way to put this together with Kyrie and a free agent walkier mm-hmm. and Luka together. Mm-hmm. Remember, they beat Utah without Luka for much of the series last year. Got to the conference finals. Was it the conference finals or the or the second round? I can't remember. They, I think they got the conference other? finals. I last think it was year. conference finals. It's going to be a nightmare if they're in the NBA Finals and I've got to deal with them and I've got to listen to all the media blowhards just on their knees groveling to out the greatness of Kyrie Irving. Go kick all I mean, the freaking gonna, look, rocks. I mean, Dallas is the six right now. Uh, Suns are going to get Booker back, though. They're down in that same area. Uh, for all of the ups and downs the Clippers have had, John Wall yeah. on the verge of maybe a buyout there. That's something to watch over the next few days. They've won seven of ten, so uh, I don't know if I mean Wait, outside the same John Wall that everybody cries and screams about the Wizards getting rid of. If jo- uh, this I, fan I mean, base worked out great, this fan since base he's left here would welcome John Wall back right. here in Fine. a heartbeat. <laughs> Like, the notion that they made the wrong decision getting rid of John Wall is absurd. Of course they made the right decision. John Wall was never, ever, 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 ever going to be the same player, ever. And that's been proven true. Well, so far, with the opportunities that he's had, uh, you're right. The only team that's a threat to pass Dallas from behind is Golden State, in my opinion. Yeah. Timberwolves aren't going to get there. Pellies aren't getting there. for a couple of weeks, yeah. at least. Jazz, uh, Jazz are at 500. And they're in the 10 spot there in the West. That's how tough it is. I mean, Portland's a game below 500. they They're starting to get their act together uh, a little bit. And the Thunder, who have allegedly been tanking, are just two games under uh, 500 as well with the young core they've been able to put together. It's an interesting dynamic. Ball dominance. Luka and Kyrie Irving together. Who won that trade, Dallas or Brooklyn? 301-230-0980. Rooster has a look at what's trending. All right, as we've been chatting about the Wizards back home tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers, 645 pregame right here, Team 980 and the Odyssey app with Dave Johnson and company. No Kyle Kuzma as he's been ruled out with an ankle injury. Uh, Pete bringing you that information. Brad Beal listed as day-to-day. He did miss Saturday night's uh, loss in Brooklyn. The Wiz becoming the first team in 25 years to blow back-to-back 20-plus point leads on consecutive nights, according to ESPN Stats and Info. Meanwhile, yesterday, in case you missed it, it was the flag football version of the Pro Bowl games, and boy, it was Allegiant Stadium. It got rocking a little bit, and guess who performed well when it counted the most, baby? Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk. Cousins. And did you see who he was interviewed by after the game? Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. How <laughs> uncomfortable was that? I loved it. I loved it. Cousins throwing a pair of touchdowns to uh, George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk of the San Francisco 49ers, part of three overall. Tyler Huntley, who had two regular season touchdowns, somehow passed for four. I guess it helps when it's seven on seven and nobody's really playing hard. 192 yards passing for the Baltimore quarterback. But again, Cousins with 150 passing yards and three touchdowns. And how about this? According to Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, Dan Snyder's Potomac Estate is now on the market for $49 million, which would be a record sale in the D.C. area. Dan, 
already owns the current record buying his Alexandria estate for $48 million just a couple of years ago. Somebody get my guy Steve Meehan on the phone so I can negotiate this deal with Dan. And that's what's trending. Off to London he goes. Nine minutes away from touchdown at 10. We'll get into the note that Rooster just had in the trending about Dan Snyder continuing to divest himself of American-based ventures. Plus, we'll get into, you know, the Pro Bowl activities over the weekend. Did you enjoy this creation of the Pro Bowl activities by the NFL? Did you watch it at all? Um, basically I saw the last maybe two minutes of this thing, uh, because I was watching, uh, college basketball and NASCAR yesterday. So the, the, the pro bowl games really didn't, um, stimulate me from that, uh, standpoint, except until the very end, just to see, uh, what was going on there. So we'll examine those football notes, uh, coming up, uh, in touchdown at 10, just eight minutes away here on the team nine eighty. in your mind. So in your mind, Brooklyn wins the trade, right? It's addition by subtraction. And they got two pieces that can help them. They're not going anywhere without Kevin Durant. I think we all understand that. Mm -hmm. It is addition by subtraction. He is a much, much, much bigger pain in the ass than I think maybe it sounds like you think he is. And that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm a little more hardcore, or maybe a lot more hardcore. I think you're going to get. I think though, he is a poison. I think he is a cancer. I think focus Kyrie though. I think you're going to get a focus Kyrie here because why wasn't he focused in Brooklyn? I mean, it's not like Kevin Durant. I mean, it's not like again he came to Brooklyn after basically telling the Celtics, "Hey, I'm going to stay here," uh, you know, and all that. So they hate him, like. Fine, that was his right. He he got his superstar, and they even tried the the, the triple duo or the the triple um, uh, you know superstar thing with Harden, as you mentioned, and that was a colossal disaster. Now I'm not blaming all of that on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was on James Harden, but I mean they've tried a bunch of different things to placate him. Now I mean listen, Kyrie, I think Chris, a lot of this Chris comes here. down to the the Wait organization and Kyrie both sides drew a hard line about the COVID vaccine last year, and he chose to sit out, and they had to run through freaking hoops to get him back for the playoffs and the last part of the regular season. And only because things softened around March did Kyrie come back and play home games. Only. The guy's averaging 27 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one steal yeah. per game. He, he's a very talented he's player. Playing he's playing I, I know. I understand that. So, but, but, Pete, you, you do realize that there are guys that play for you and play well for you, and they are such problems behind the scenes, and they're always – Sean Devity, okay, not that Sean Devity is any – he's a longtime NBA guy. I, I used to I work with him at the Sporting News, right, mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. I'm not saying he knows everything, whatever. But he said it perfectly this morning on the junks on my way in that I heard. He said, you know, people say, well, when Kyrie's, you know, in a bad spot, he's tough to deal. No, 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 no. Kyrie is impossible to deal with when he's happy. 
Never mind when he's in a bad spot. Like, that's the point, is that it takes... There's nobody that's been able to crack the Rubik's Cube known as Kyrie Irving. And I understand what you're saying, the talent. And again, for that reason alone, I fear what the talent, if they can make it mesh between him and Luka, what that talent might lead to for the Dallas Mavericks. Good for the Mavericks, if that happens. Bad for the NBA. Anybody that wants to celebrate Kyrie Irving and say, oh, this is such a dynamic player. I love watching him play. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's a team destroyer. That's what he is. Maybe not early in his career. He was mercurial at that point. He listened to LeBron. They won a championship together. He is a team destroyer. Good luck, Mark Cuban. Good luck, Luka Doncic. Good luck, but Dallas think about Mavericks. This. Mark Cuban... Mark Cuban has always been a guy that went to the beat of his he's a own drummer. He's a maverick. Okay, so maybe he's the kind of guy that can find maybe. some common ground maybe. with a Kyrie Irving. I think we spend you you used a great term there. I think teams and organizations spend so much time trying to quote crack the code with Kyrie Irving, and when they can't, that's why. They get frustrated. Just enjoy the fact that the guy goes and gets 27 points a night. Shoots 48% from Brooklyn, the field. I think Brooklyn was dealing with it, right? Well, when, and, when, and, when and they, they had, and, But again, when they had their whole lineup, when they had Durant, Irving, and Simmons right. playing together, they're playing fine. Okay, Pete, Brooklyn only moved him when he demanded a trade. Well, again, He guy, decided, I'm done. If a guy doesn't want to be in your building, okay. then by all means, move on from Don't him. Don't blame Sean Marks or whoever it is. Is it Sean no, Marks? I mean, no, not blaming Joe Sy, the owner, oh, and everybody. Know. No, no. Look, if the guy doesn't want to be in your building, it's just like anything. If a guy okay. doesn't want to be in your building, right. move on Which from him. Which makes him a miserable... But that's the NBA, beep, Chris. Beep, that's beep, the beep, NBA. Beep. If a guy wants out, he just okay. He just pouts Fine. until he gets out. Fine, but don't let me sit here and go. Oh, let's celebrate Kyrie. He averages twenty-seven points a game. Screw that. If, I'd rather have. I'd rather if, have a million Tommy, players than deal with him. If Tommy traded for him tomorrow, I would lose it. I, I would, would be right there in the front it. row I tomorrow night. It. I'd be there tonight because he wouldn't play tonight. Tommy would got to do a physical. But. I'd have some problems with Tommy. Uh, I love Tommy. Not. I'd have some problems with Tommy. Absolutely not, Tommy. Because that would tell me okay, that that they, is absolute they, desperation. We got to take the break and get to the football stuff. But if you want Tommy Shepard to go out and get the best players available, if he traded for Kyrie Irving, that's getting one of the best players available. One of the best talents, not one of the best people. All I'm asking and, him to be is winning, a basketball winning player. Winning takes people. All I want is a guy that scores 27 points a game, five than, rebounds, I five assists. I need more than talent. I, I, all I want is the guy to make score twenty seven points a game. It's all I'm. Uh, it's all I'm asking him to do. Dan Snyder selling the Potomac Estate, divesting more American assets so he can move to jolly old England. Everyone, a good sign. We'll talk about it next right here on the Team Nine Eighty and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.